I was born again. Just can't wait to be freaking born again. What up, Cannoli? Hey, you're seeing it, man. It's hey. a bad air day. Namaste, my brothers. Namaste, my sisters. What's up? Namaste. Namaste, bitches. Kumbaya. My lord, Kumbaya. Dude, I got to tell you something super freaking funny. Jeremy Hansen, I hope you're here. I hope you're in that chat room. It was funny because Jeremy Hansen's beautiful wife, Maya, made Jeremy go to the store and buy super big Christmas bulbs for the tree. They're inspired, bro. They're inspired. Yeah, what is that? Like the uh, the the Stucci uh, balls for Christmas trees. Oh, man, there's a marketing opportunity right there. Dude. Maybe we have to do it for next year now, but imagine the meatball army Stucci-sized Christmas ornament. Oh, so the minis. Be like, hey, who hung mini basketballs on the tree? <laughs> Dude, that's so dumb. Mm. It's dumb, but think of the marketing gimmickry of that. Just plain old, plain old, I don't know, red balls. Why and do they got to be red? Are, and, Why can't they be blue or black? Well, they could be blue. <laughs> blue <laughs> might be better. <laughs> Get the Rocky Stucci giant sized blue balls for your tree. <laughs> Dude, that's kind of messed up bro i'm just saying there's not to be anything anatomical about them they can just be you know so would one ball be lower than the other ball would they be in pairs you know i got questions you now. know uh, yeah i think they gotta be in pairs you know do they dangle freely of each other i don't know should you make them kind of stuck together or should they dangle Ooh, free they should dangle free you know independency yeah. bro independence and i'm not talking about anatomical detailing i'm talking about just you know good blue ball made out of glass with a little gold fixture on the top and you hang them a little blue and they ball. get the word you know on what it. i mean the stucci christmas balls a little blue ball with a little five o'clock shadow you know what i'm talking about don't worry about boom. it boom boom <laughs> <laughs> freaking roberts man hey um so here's the deal folks i I've been having visions lately. I think I may be biblical. I'm just saying. Um, oh. Yeah, dude, it's weird. I'm, I'm, I'm like, something's changing. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was the spider it? I saw on my pillow the other night. That could be it. Dude, I still haven't slept well because Which of you didn't kill. I did. You just let him go. Dude, it, it, dude, you realize the psychological warfare when you see a freaking stupid spider on your pillow and it yep. gets away? Yep. I'm thinking it's like nesting and having orgies in my pillow while I'm sleeping, bro. You know, you remember a couple of months back when I had those bites or those things all over my oh, face? Oh, that was spider bites? They were bites. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is that night I was very uncomfortable because of my hip and three children that already fell asleep in my bed with my wife while I was doing radio. And I walked into the bedroom and I'm like, <sighs> okay, I'll just go sleep downstairs. Sofa, uncomfortable. Just didn't feel right. So I just rolled down onto the floor oh, with a blanket and a pillow. Dude. And I'm laying there on the floor. And I slept a good five hours on the floor. And what sitting right next to the sofa is an indoor tree. <gasps> We've got a tree there. And it's a hibiscus tree. Yeah, also known as and the spider tree. What's up? You know what? No, what Rainy noticed on them not long ago. What do they call them? Aphids, all like oh. like pouches of something all over the tree. Dude, I don't it's study spiders, with, shit, bro. 
insects or spider nests. And so, you know, it goes outside now. Here, take the winner, aphids. So do you think Whatever you ate you are? any? Do you think you ate any spiders? No, I don't think I ate any, but I think they ate some of me. They did eat some of you, bro. I was concerned for that, you. That's I why I had that, all the bites all over my face. I remember that. Yeah. Crazy. Now, I only bring that up because you didn't kill the spider no, that was on away. your pillow. I don't know what possessed you to not to not demolish that spider. Dude, it was panic. I didn't know what to do. I saw it in the dark, you know, and it was huge. It was like the size of a half a dollar. I freaked out. I go to get my gun and turn the lights on, and it was gone. You know what I mean? Oh, and folks, we all know what Rocky looks like in the dark when he thinks there's an insect coming at him. <laughs> <laughs> if you have not seen the live video from the the, the little ghost hunt we did uh, at my barber's shop so on funny, Saturday, <laughs> Rainy tossed in while Rocky's he's in a crawl space down in the stony basement. And he's trying to crawl out. And, of course, he went in head first, so he's trying to crawl out backwards. And as first. he gets toward the end, we got our flashlights on him so he can see and stuff. And it's dirty and dusty and it all was, of that down was. there. And Rainy takes a cockroach, a toy cockroach, yeah, a little bro. rubber one. Yeah. She, she goes, she leans over to me. I'm filming Rocky crawling out. And she goes, watch this. Oh, you were in on this, bro? Really? <laughs> oh, I was just there. I was just there. It was Rainy. Um, here I could use Adam's line. It was the wife, the woman. Um, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. she took that thing and she goes, flick. And there's Rocky sitting there and he sees this thing go right past his face and he freaked the F frick out. out. Dude, I pooped a little bit. I'm just saying he I did. Pooped he pooped a little, pooped bit. a little bit. Yep, I did. And so I if did. you want to see that, folks, it's on over on his YouTube channel. Facebook. That one's on Facebook. Oh, it's his Facebook one. Hey, yeah, because we did one. <clears throat> Dude, I got to say that my camera skills are pretty damn good. I'm just saying I'm kind of professional. Yeah, you're all right. Thanks, bro. That's it. All you're right. Kind of all right professional-like. Hey, check this out, though. There is nothing not as cool. I, I don't even know how to say it. There is nothing more horrifying than knowing that there is a possibility every single night I go to bed now that a freaking spider is going to run across my face. Well, there, there's back to the original point. You didn't kill the spider. And we all know how you are about bugs. So I can imagine laying in the dark in your bed at night next to Mrs. Stucci. Oh, let's get back to the story now. Oh, oh, um, I oh, can yeah, imagine. Right. I can imagine. Oh, of course, you keep a little light on at night. So I do. you laying in bed, trying to sleep, knowing that at any moment, a spider might climb down its silky thread of death Ooh. and land on your face Ooh. ever so lightly. I don't like that. And you don't feel it. That's so dumb, bro. It has eight eyeballs. How do you even know what eyeball to look into when a spider's looking at you in the I think face? you look at them all. Why are you so, yelling at me for? This is stressful to me, bro. Imagine, imagine walking so lightly on your face that you don't feel it at first. And then when you do feel it, it's like an after reflex. Spider landed here, but he's crawled over here. And you go like this, you go, oh, in your sleep. Oh, there's nothing there. There's nothing but he's there. already up here. He's already getting into your hair. Well, no, uh, your whiskers. There we go. He went south. Dude, I want I want you to lay in uh, eggs before we get into topic. And now that you, you completely um, screwed me up, 
sucking blood. Oh, wait a minute. All right, let me see here. Um, okay, I can't find it now. Um, getting back to Mrs. Stucci in the dark in bed, I've often wondered what life would be like if the four of us were somewhere and you and Rainey were like killed in some big catastrophic catastrophe. And it was just Mrs. Stucci and I were left to repopulate the planet. Oh, we got a nice compliment from B. B who? The one that kind of criticized me for being a white shamer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, thank you, B. Appreciate it. There was one comment on here that got deleted on yesterday's show talking about the problem started in Chicago and when cotton picking arose. And I was really upset about that comment. Interesting. But it's gone now. Mm. They took it off. They took it off. See, I hate when people do that. Yeah. I hate when people go back and delete or edit their posts to reflect that they weren't being as nasty you know just let it stand Dude, we're going to get into that next segment about post deleting but you know what no see there's there's something to be said here about that scotty before we get into this article there's something to be said about what we can learn from people's comments from our emails from our private messages from comments on youtube uh we dude uh, we have a great bunch of critical thinkers you know there's a lot of things we We talk about in here dude where our listeners disagree but in a way, they still they appreciate the fact because I think we do bring some common sense. I'm not throwing out that we're all about truth and facts, and we're all about conversation, man. Because I don't even know what the f truth is anymore. I don't even know what real facts are anymore because we are so distorted with information. You um, know what I have seen? Yeah, I me, have bro. seen that the people in our chat room are amongst the best communicators we have out there. Now, maybe they don't all say things the way they want to or whatever, but. For the most part, I haven't seen any fighting in our chat room over political beliefs, spiritual beliefs, whatever, this or that or the other thing. Uh, You might have some people say something stupid and somebody goes, oh, that was stupid. Uh, And that's as bad as it gets. But for the most part, the community that is here, the community that's in my show, which is a lot of the same people, they're all very tolerant of the way other people think. They're awesome. And. Sometimes they like to come across and go, well, have you considered this instead of your stupid, idiotic theory? The stupid, idiotic dropped Damn, out of there. bro. You're a little aggressive so, right now. Oh, sorry. No, I'm, I'm angry. But no, we've I'm, got a good group of people. I'm going to see great. if I can. Well, I'm going to see if I can. Hold on one second. I'm going to find this because it's bugging me. Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, it's not there. They deleted it. I was going to call them out. I was going to call oh. them out. I don't usually do that. I think calling listeners out on the I show don't do is that pathetic either. and immature, but um, I was going to do that one because I didn't like that racial connotation in that comment. I got one call out to make, but we'll do that. We're going to do that next segment. segment. So, Scotty, what is your opinions in regards to, um, I know we kind of roughly talked about this in the past, and you know we'll probably have conversations again in the future, uh, but there's a reason I'm bringing this up, but what are your thoughts in regards to exorcisms? Oh, boy. Um, I, I think they happen. I think people can do them. I think. Do you think um, a body can be <clears throat> completely taken over by a spiritual entity? I think it's probably possible. Um, <clears throat> I think it's been at least documented by believers in that sort of thing. I don't know that you would have a scientific or, or a, a, a medical 
backup of the, those claims. They may they may claim it's something else. So we have psychological we have, or something. Right. We have but, two two communities in this. We have two communities. Yep. The, the one community is the spiritual, open-minded, critical thinking community. Um, and you know, I you know, let me take that back because even the scientific community is critically thinking in their ways, right? Yeah. Um, they are 100% factual based. If they can't come up with a mathematical calculation to explain something, then it doesn't exist in their world. Right. Um, and you know what? A lot of me appreciates that. Um, but I also understand that we've created the system of information that isn't necessarily completely right all the time. Right. Um, so the skeptical community, the scientific community will use a psychological disorder in regards to somebody being possessed by an entity. The spiritual right. community uh, would have an array of explanations on entities and possessions. Uh, dude, I know that I've gone to locations. I brought stuff home. I felt ill for a couple days. I felt drained. Uh, look at what happened to us when we were at the Renaissance. We were like hungover, you know? So when you go into these oh, weird know. energy situations, it does affect the body. Now, we weren't possessed. We were just no. affected by something different atmospherically. I, I have been in situations where I'm affected that way. And, you know, it's interesting. Earlier tonight on my own show, I was talking about pagan ceremony and magic and ritual. Oh, yes, you were. And calling in the circle and calling the quarters, the north, south, east, and west, and the different forms of this that happen. And then later, how there are different psychological things or things about the person that are plugged into those four quarters as well. Um, that's dealing with the scientific, dealing with the, the the mythological or the religious and all these other things. And, and one thing that is very notable is that when you have one that over, they, they all operate independently of each other. But when you allow one to usurp the place of all the others and control all the others, you have a situation like in Galileo's time where the Inquisition brought him for because he was putting forth heretical doctrines such as the earth is not the center of the solar system. The sun is, and or I'm sorry, that, that the earth is. Uh, no, he was saying the earth wasn't, that the sun was, but the church said the earth was at the center. And this was at the core of a lot of the things that they were calling him a heretic for. Oh. But this is where you had the scientific quarter overtaking and usurping the place of the religious, of the mythological, and everything else, the other two quarters as well. It soaks that up, and it elevates itself to be the most important. And when you do that and you don't have the equal divisions, you end up with things like the Inquisition. Uh, you end up with science saying that nothing else exists other than what science can prove. You've got uh, the religious right or theology saying nothing else is right in government and in life other than what we tell you God says you're supposed to do. When those are out of balance, that full circle is not called yeah. uh, to oversimplify it. So, right. yeah, I think that's what you got going on in some of this stuff. Science is great. Science is essential. Science is, is the, the, the measure of life in the universe, but it can't measure everything. There are some veils it cannot pierce. And science today is of that opinion they where they've elevated science to be the most important thing there is that if you can't prove it scientifically, it must not exist. And so the veils they can't pierce, such as death, such as the other dimensions and things like that, well, they can't exist because we can't prove them.
And my only answer to that is, well, just because we haven't proven it yet doesn't mean we won't be able to. You know, 10,000 years ago, we breathed air. Could we break it down scientifically and test it in a lab with the scientific method? No, we just knew we breathed. Can I play we something couldn't. here? There was no scientific explanation for oxygen back then. Right. I'm going to play there something. There is now. Yeah, well, we don't even know how gravity works, man. What's up? Right. Just but, holds me down. But we have all the answers to the universe. Dude, I want to play something here. Um, I I just pulled it up. I don't know how good this is going to be. There's a whole bunch of them out there. This here's audio. Now, Barbara, I know this stuff kind of freaks you out, and I just want you to know that I love you, and I'm sorry for playing this because you're probably going to sleep with the lights on tonight or just oh, go yeah. mute for like two minutes, but don't leave. You know what I'm saying? Don't leave. Don't leave. So, don't leave. Hear it out. Hear so, it out. So this here, now everybody understands who Emily Rose is, right? Everybody right. We all know the exorcism of Emily Rose. Right. Uh, now, her name, her real name was Annalise Michael. And uh, there's a whole bunch of audio from the true attempted exorcisms. I don't know. I'm going to click this. I don't know if a commercial is going to come up. All right. Listen to this. These are real audio files. Hold on. Let me make sure I got the volume up here. I don't think I do. Well, it shows that it's playing, but I'm not hearing anything. I don't hear it. I don't hear it either. What's up with this, bro? Some kind of conspiracy. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Ready? Here it comes right Hit here. Hit it. All right. Annalise Rose. Em She was speaking German, right? <laughs> Yeah. Jesus God almighty, bro. Yeah. So they claim she had six demons in her. That right. she would speak. Now, I heard you say that, ask me about German. I believe she was German. I believe this I was all German. I think this all, all took German. place in Germany. In fact, you can still go visit the house and the back. Yeah. It looked like a garage. It was like a guest house where they kept her body. She stopped eating. Um, she completely went down to bones. She would run out, and then she would pee on the floor and then start drinking her pee from the floor. She would go outside and find worms and bugs and eat them as a food of, you know, the source of food. And um, they said that she would speak in multiple different languages, from ancient Latin to whatever, Hebrew, or I, I don't right. know. Um, I think, because I researched this, and this actually gave me some nightmares, bro. It gave me some nightmares. Um, but when you look at some of these cases, I know a lot of the cases that we see are probably could be psychological stuff. This is intense, dude. And if anybody ever went and researched the the authentic case of Emily Rose and and the crap that happened to poltergeist that was happening in the room around her, um, 
you know, science or not, we got to understand that this is why it's so important, Roberts, that we stay mentally strong. And it's tough, man. There's days where I just, I'm beat up, man. I'm just, I'm mentally tired. I, I just, I'm exhausted. And I think those are the days sometimes where we're the most vulnerable to allowing these types of energies to enter us. And I know we go to some stupid shit sometimes from yes. paranormal locations. And we're going to be planning a trip here in February going out to Pennsylvania and going to the old, um, uh, I, I can't remember. I'll look it up. I'll find it. But, you know, we put ourselves in these situations thinking that we're spiritually dominant until we realize that we're not. You know, when we heard that Big Bang, you remember that? Yes. It made me realize that we're a lot more smaller in this universe than we and that we actually think we are, you know? Yes. Uh, uh, if you want me to, yeah, exactly. I was reading something as you were going. So there. where we're going to go is St. Albans Sanitarium, and that is in Pennsylvania. You guys look it up. The Roberts yeah. and myself and a few other people are going to be doing a road trip, uh, hopefully February sometime. It'll That'll be interesting because there's been so much linkage between what well, one side calls demon possession and the other side calls um, a psychological problem. A psychological or emotional problem. I'm sure you would have uh, psychologists and doctors listen to uh, those tapes of Annalise and say anybody can make those kinds of sounds if they're distraught enough and they're mm -hmm. ruining their voice when they're doing it. But so here's the big question How do you tell the difference between the two? Excellent point. Excellent point. Now, I have an article here and, um, this guy said he was possessed, how one man was freed from satanic possession. Um, I just want to read this one paragraph, and I read this to you before the show. It says that, I don't know how many spirits were inside of me, but they were definitely an impressive number. They said that they, they were sent by their king and described themselves as part of the first kingdom. They, uh, there was a hierarchy. At the beginning, they described themselves as spirits of anterior lives, and not as demons, of course. I asked myself, I asked them many questions, especially how they were formed. We had a dialogue. They says, you don't know that, but we are made of ions and particles. They also told me things about my life and childhood, things I totally forgot. They had full access to my brain and my memory. Now, I read this, and there is skepticism that flows through me when I read this. When he was having these conversations with these demons that were possessing his body, or as he put it, the spirits, he was having a conversation in his mind with these entities. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? So yes. you're exactly right, Roberts. Where do we differentiate? Now, like I said, I don't doubt that it can happen because we've experienced it affecting us physically. Um, but how do we separate the two? And how do we not allow one to become entertainment or a source of revenue yeah. or whatever it may be? You know, the, the entertainment factor would be right out the window for me. Um, I know people, I have not been in exorcisms, but I had a good pastor friend and the assistant pastor of the church at that time who were part of one. They were assisting. And the assistant pastor told me, he said, I'm going to tell you something. He says, I never want to be part of anything like that ever again. He said, this woman that was demon-possessed, was calling out all the secret behaviors oh. of the people that were trying to exercise Ooh. the spirit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, naming things that they either had hidden or something. The exorcist just told everybody else, he said, just ignore it. We, we move on. 
And uh, so he said that uh, it was humiliating, it was embarrassing, but at the same time, absolutely frightening. How do you explain that, though? How do you explain that? That's not a psychological problem, I can tell you that. Right, right. But uh, anyways, brother, we are down at the bottom of the hour. I don't know, folks, what are your thoughts? I know a lot of people in the chat, a lot of people that listen to this program are very open-minded. I'm going to assume that a lot of you believe this to be real. I'm saying I do. I'm saying some of it is psychological, but I believe that there are cases out there that cannot be explained by science, kind of like the one Scotty just referred to. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Scotty Roberts, Rocky Stucci, The Situation Room. Visit the website, streamingtalkradio.com. Don't go anywhere, folks. Part two from yesterday. We'll be right back. Well, you know, I must say over there, the big freaking cannoli, those of you that are watching on YouTube, cannoli's looking a little thuggish. Looks like, you know, did a little time. You know what I'm saying? Looks like you're looking a little rough around the the edges, uh, bro. It's the new teardrop tattoo, right? Coming out of my eye. No, they don't come out of your eye, all right? Where do they come out of? They don't come out of nothing except the tattoo gun. What do tears, where are tears supposed to come from? The eye duct. No, Duh. the soul, bro. The soul. So you're oh, my soul is crying. Dude, it is a part of your soul, isn't it? I suppose. I was watching. The emotion is. The emotion yeah. is. See, see, dude, I was like, I was connecting with that. I was yeah. watching. I do this all the time, and I shouldn't do it, but I was watching those welcome home videos. <laughs> I'm a wreck. I can't watch that stuff. I just start. I'm balling. No, he I can be in the grocery kitty. store. It's gonna be okay, kitty. Oh no, no, Skeletor. It'll be okay, Skeletor. It'll dude, don't judge okay. on my relationship with Skeletor. All right, <laughs> she's an ugly bitch, dude, but I love her. You know what I mean? I had one that looked exactly like her. You know, I think, I think, you know, and again, I'm, I'm just generalizing. I'm not even referring I'm nowhere near anybody who listens to this program. Um. But I think in general, society forgets, even when we're not at war, how many families are separated from the people that they love, whether they're stationed in Japan, whether they're stationed in somewhere in the Middle East or, you know, wherever it may be, even if it was in state somewhere, you know, there's these sacrifices that are made all the time. And, you know, we, we get so inundated by the politics and by what mainstream media wants us to fight over that we forget every single day sacrifices that be that are met you know and and then you watch these soldiers men and women come home and you just see the family just the little kids the 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 spouses the husbands the wives the the mothers the fathers and how they just they they fall to their knees because i couldn't imagine you know and i know the day will come for me where the children will leave my house and they will go on into this world and even when we know they live two miles away we'll still worry about them let alone our children strapping up and going and fighting for the protection and security of this country uh, in places of this world where people have lost um, common decency. They, they, they lost the element of being a human because they become so savage. They become so filled with hatred. Um, it, it just, it, I couldn't imagine the toll that it puts on families. And, and so on behalf of Scotty, on behalf of me, all of you, whether you are a veteran, whether you are currently serving, and the families of, I mean, we salute you, we thank you, we honor you, we stand with you, and uh, your sacrifices will never go unnoticed on this program. Scotty Roberts. Man, I agree with that. There's no, How can I disagree with that? 
So, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you, Rocky. I'm not going to add anything to what you said. All right. So, folks, um, do not forget to visit the website, streamingtalkradio.com. All the information for the big freaking cannoli and the meatball is right there. Everything you right. need, anything. If you want to follow us on Instagram, boom. If you want to follow us on Twitter, boom. If you want to come to our YouTube channel, boom. Boom. That's it. That's all you need. Our websites, hey, forget about it. Just go to streamingtalkradio.com. Show your love. Show your support. Click on the links. Click on the sponsors. And then bring it in for a big group hug. And get your ass up in your house and put up your damn Christmas tree. And send me pictures, please. Send me pictures of your Christmas tree. Because I'm going to post them on the show. What's up? Hey, I'll send you a picture of my Christmas tree. That looked a so little stiff, you, bro. That looked a little stiff. Oh, did it? Did it look a little stiff? I'll send you a picture of my Christmas tree too, bro. So don't I've be offended. I've seen too many of those. You know what it's going to be? Christmas it's gonna... tree, Halloween tree, Dude, I'm gonna have summer to, tree. I'm going to have to borrow some of Ellie's <laughs> makeup because I'm going to paint a Christmas tree on something and I'm going to send you a picture of it. So, Oh, dude. That's almost terrifying to contemplate. <laughs> And I'll put a big star right at the tip. Yeah, you send that to Rainy. She go, oh, look at that cool tree. What kind of tree is that? <laughs> See, it's a wooden tree. It's a wooden tree. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. It's Rocky and my wife. They're always trading nude pictures. What? And I, I don't get them. <laughs> oh, now you look like me. Now you look like me. Stooch, you go, so uh I heard Robert, you know, was having sex with a ghost. And I go, what? What? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Damn, bro. Throwing all yeah. shit out like that. What's up? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have mentioned that in public. No. Hey, dude. We, what You see, now it's even more believable. Dude, I don't send nudes to anybody. Dude, I didn't get taped, okay? I'm not nude picture worthy. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, uh, at least she said it was you. Well, I Photoshop. I had you Photoshop that picture that one time. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Tell me that wasn't uncomfortable. Dude, no. <laughs> Photoshop does amazing things. Amazing. Rocky's like, do you have a stretch tool? Yeah. You know you got a stretch tool. That's why I sent you. I'm like, stretch this shit like eight inches, bro. Stretch it eight inches to make it six. What's up? Hey, you know, they say if you drive a huge vehicle, that that's a guy that's supposed to be like compensating for the fact that, you know. Uh, he's compensating. Yeah, we call them Cheeto dicks. I say that's why I used to drive a Ford Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in the day, I had a Ford Pinto. Dude, those were okay. It. Back in the eighties, it was a yellow, it was bright banana yellow with the faux wood siding on it. Oh, you tell really? me that wasn't an ugly little car. All right, but oh, dude, it never blew up on me. I just yeah, you remember upgraded. the cars used to have the wood trim on the inside? Yeah. You know, as first long as, Mercedes I ever owned, you owned I was a creative director in Detroit back in 1991, and I bought a 1972 Mercedes. It was the sedan with the four doors. It was huge. I mean, it looked like a governmental car, except it was painted light blue. I mean, it was the year they came mm. out with all those colors, but it was such a light blue. It was almost like grayish blue, almost white, and it had a navy blue interior, but what looked like faux wood, this is what impressed me. I go, wow, this is cool. You go, wait a minute. Everything around the radio and the stick and all, it was all real wood. Oh, I was like, ooh, highly real? polished wood inside the car. Wow. It was cool. Yeah, I just want to throw this out there, too. As long as we uh, touched on our veterans, we, we do not yeah. uh, want to forget about the 243 
first responders, police officers, firefighters um, that committed suicide last year. Um, wow. That's more than um, those that died in the line of duty. Uh, so, dude, I'm telling you, man, we just, it, it's amazing how we get up in this, we get caught up in, in a lot of these issues I find personally not important. Um, what I find important is that when you have men and women that strap on every single day to go protect their communities and willing to lay their life for a complete asshole, um, yeah. we, we, we forget that we forget the, you know, the PTSD that they get, the depression that they get. And a lot of them have to fight to get insurance to cover for their, for their mental stability. It, it, it's so crazy and how ass backwards we are in this damn country, brother. I'm just, I'm becoming infuriated. I'm becoming infuriated that we're more worried about putting an effing transgender into a damn freaking library with their crotch open and their ball sack hanging out of their underwear while they're dressed up as some fairy tale princess reading and indoctrinating information to our little children. And we had to sit here and fight to stop this, but we don't even blink an eye when it comes to our firefighters, our police officers, our first responders committing suicide because of the tools of the job. But yet we have the same mainstream media that wants to go out every single day and bash cops and post those couple little bit of videos videos out there where a cop is is uh, is neglecting his responsibility as a law enforcement officer and abusing his job and give the impersonation the impression to the rest of society that law enforcement are only out to do their job because they go out hunting black people that's what the problem the, in our society i saw something on the news earlier today the have you seen this yet it was the uh, uh a cop and the uh body cams that they have now and it was the cam of him rescuing a woman from the inside of a burning car. Mm. And he, he runs up to that car. Mm -hmm. What is the thing about first responders, about cops, about the military? They run not away from danger, but we run, to it. We, in, we run into and, danger while everybody runs away from it. And there he is. It shows him. He pulls up. You see his arms coming around because the camera's on his chest. Mm -hmm. And he's in the flames pulling this woman out. Now, this woman is still... The last I heard as of earlier today, she was in very critical condition, yeah. but she's alive. He went, he put stuck his torso into that car mm -hmm. to, and he had to take a knife and cut her seatbelt seat yep. and uh, pull her out of that. And so what did that do to him? I don't know what state he's in. I only caught a flash of it. I don't know where it was. Um, and by state, I meant, I meant mental state, physical state. Right that he's in. I don't know if he was injured in the process, well, but you know, this dude, showed what he would do. This was a cop putting himself in fire in harm's way to rescue a woman who was burning. There was just a, a recently um, a, a, a car caught on fire and the, uh, the fire department didn't get the car put out to the owner of the vehicle's standards quick enough. And so the owner of the vehicle started fighting the firefighters because the car was not put out quick enough. Um, so we have, we've become a society to where we have lost grip of what these people do every day. Like what you just referred to, Scotty, could you imagine pulling, uh, my cousin, um, she was 16 years old and she burned to death in a vehicle. Could oh, you imagine boy. being the firefighter no. that pulled up to that scene that had to pull that charred body of a 16 year old child out of a vehicle or a four year old no. child or a newborn, uh, you know, and this is what they do for a job. Right. This is what they right. do for a job. I'm not taking away from from our military. I'm not taking away from anybody else. 
But when these guys go to work every single day to risk their life to protect people that don't give two shits about them, that will sit there and throw rocks at them, that will sit there and degrade their job, that will sit there and make them look like the bad guys, they're all pieces of shit. People that sit here and mock police officers, that mock firefighters, that mock first responders, they're all pieces of shit if you want to come down on these people because you know what? These people have families. They leave their children every single day to go out and protect pieces of shit like you guys that want to sit here and demoralize and decharacterize the men and women that are willing to lay their life for you. And this is the problem with society. And Scotty, here again is the question. When do we hold mainstream media accountable for creating this hatred towards the people that want to protect us and that do they will go the rest of their life with PTSD. They will go the rest of their life with emotional trauma, uh, psychological scars for what they have seen, for what they have experienced. The few things that I've been through in my life, I'm scarred from it. This is what they do every single day, and yet our communities shit on them. And here's my thing. Here's my final thought. You don't like officers, don't call them. If your house is burning down, don't call the fire department. If you're having a heart attack, don't call the first responders. If you have such an issue with the men and women in uniform, don't call them when you effing freaking need them, you piece of shit. Don't call them ever. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and if you think, for all of you cop-hating bastards out there, if you think you could do better, if you think you could change the system, if you think you can go into the inner cities and make things different, strap up. Go to school. Get a badge. Get in that squad car and stop being a hypocrite in your argument. Get out there and change shit. Otherwise, shut the F up. Well Robert's, said. Again, something I, I can't add or detract from. Um, I doesn't will say, that anger you? It angers me. Um, it angers you even more because you're from the inside of that. I'm from the outside, and all I can do is agree with you. Go bury I somebody could, I, who died saving the life of a effing child and then have to read uh, these comments from people in our culture praising his death because he was a piece of shit part of the system part of the the uh the whatever it may be you know what i'm saying do, right. do these cops get murdered there are people out there that are praising their death that and we allow it we allow that well here, here's the thing is that sad to say when you have to step back and look back in those pieces of shit have the constitutional right to speak stupid. Mm. Um, what the Constitution doesn't guarantee them is the consequence of speaking stupid. Stupidity um, can be painful. I think that that will come back on them. I'm not making threats or anything. There's nothing as banal as that. I'm just saying that those people will have to live with those words they spoke the rest of their lives. Um and uh, there may be consequences that are unexpected from doing something like that, saying things like that. I do know, uh, you remember my neighbor, Jim. Mm -hmm. he, he may even be listening. I don't know if he listens to our shows with regularity or not. What up, Jim? What up, bro? What up, Jim? Love you, buddy. Miss you. I kind of uh, used to I, live I, right I, across I, the street from us. Yes. And uh, um, he suffers from PTSD. Um, he was in, uh, uh, the Iraqi war. He's He's, been, he was in some shit, dude. That's he, what was he was in, in some shit. And, uh, uh, he, you get him at my house. My kids came up to him at sometimes and they would, uh, ah, they'd scare him or something like that. Cause they're playing with Jim, yeah. my little kids. And he'd turn and he'd be like, shit. He says, sorry, sorry. You know, because sometimes those sounds would set him off. Um, I remember when we had a bear. 
a black bear run through our front yard. And Rainy yells, bear, because the kids are out playing. Within 15 seconds, outruns Jim from the front door of his house. And he's got something like an AK-47 and a couple of other guys. And he runs out. He's got something thrown over his shoulder. He's like, where, where? I mean, the guy was ready. He was ready to go. Um, is he a dangerous person? Never. He was never dangerous to me. But here's a guy who not only suffered that, he's got some physical ailments that are now hitting him mm-hmm. from his time there. I speak of my my uh, uh, brother from another mother, very close to our family, David, who died five, six years ago now. Um, he was in intelligence. He was in Iraq. He was tortured. Um uh, captured and tortured. Uh, he'd been shot. He's got bullets, wounds riddled all over his body and uh, those wounds. And yet um, uh, he comes out of that and then he dies from something that he believes was contact with chemicals from over there is just his insides just deteriorated. Uh, and uh, he passed away from that. And I don't know that he had so much PTSD, but man, if you ever wanted to talk to him, Hey, David, to tell me, brother, what happened when you were over there? And he just—he'd always turn away and he'd say, yeah, "I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. that." Uh, so this is something he lived with, and so you bring that over to what you're talking about. Um, I've never experienced any of those things firsthand. I don't have a PTSD from working to save other people's lives or serving my country, uh, and it doesn't matter, folks. I don't care what your political points of view are about any given conflict that we have to send our soldiers into our military. Those are men and women that are serving our country, whether you agree with the conflict or not, whether they agree with the conflict or not, they are there doing their duty to our country, Mm. whether you agree with what's being done or not. And um, that's why they deserve praise. Just like the EMTs, just like the, uh, the, the police and just like everything Rocky's been saying. What is it about someone's character? Um, like well, well, my dad, when he signed up for Nam, um, he, him and his buddies had some beers. They went down to the recruiting station because it was their duty. They believed um, to, to go combat the enemy. That's a lot of soldiers, but you know, that's, that's their mentality. What is it in, embedded in somebody um, to where they find it a duty to give up everything they have to give the protection of another person. I, I, I find that so honorable. I, I, I couldn't even put into words. I couldn't be poetic enough, Scotty, and how much I admire that, right? I, I have to think that there is something that kicks in that says, I don't want to die saving somebody. I don't want to die for my country. I want to live for my country. I want to live to do these things. But in the moment, you don't see them running away from it. Mm. You see them running into it and to it. You know, I mentioned once that my my wife had a brother um, who who died. Now she didn't. She never knew this brother. They didn't grow up together. He was a, through the their father had a child with somebody else and sure. someone else, and they, she never knew him until he died. And uh, this was back when we were dating. That this happened back in two thousand five, two thousand six, and. He went to Iraq and was wounded. He went back, I think, two or three times. He's a young man in his mid-20s. Two or three times he went back. And he wanted to go back again, but he lost an arm and a leg 
in uh, due to a, a roadside bomb. And so he was recovering in Texas and something happened during the recovery and he died very suddenly. And uh, he had this tattoo on his back that he had just had put on between tours of duty that quoted that Bible verse that says, what no greater love than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. And he had that put on his back. And this is a guy who died doing his duty for his country. And uh, so uh, this is the attitude of a lot of those people. Nobody wants to go and die, but they're willing to put their life on that line to do it for their friends, for their nation. And uh, that's what's admirable about it. Well, is do you find it to be admirable when you... I don't know if I'm 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 saying this question right because when I think of something like like Islam, radical Islam, um, is it admirable to want to destroy entire populations of people because of a god, because of a biblical biblical belief? Uh, you know, no. But they feel think, it to be. I don't think the common Muslim believes that. Your radicals believe right, that. Right. But I think if you were to corner a radical in a conversation who believes that and ask them, what if this was your son? What if this was, do you realize you're killing children? Um, and uh, uh, you, what was that, that old song we, we once on the radio, that song of Stan Rogers, where uh, it's called uh, the house of orange. And he's speaking about the Irish IRA that were trying to raise money at his door to support their cause. And he says, the IRA and, and uh, the British, everybody, you're all, you're all wrong. You're all off. And he says, uh, um, causes are ashes where children lie slain, mm. he said. And I think that this is, um, I don't want to lose my point, point in this, but uh, this is what I think a lot of these terrorists forget is that, and I actually had a conversation with somebody that was a supporter of, of ISIS. And he was obviously from the Middle East. I could tell by the way he typed uh, his, his language and so on. And we got to talking, saw by his profile, and, and uh, he was really supporting that cause. And I brought this up, and I even posted that song to him. I said, you can't tell me that you are for destroying the lives of innocents in order to get your cause across. And I could see like a glimmer of, when you get them and humanize them uh, for a moment, it's like something uh, dawns on them. But then they get back into the fray and their fight. They believe in what they're doing. Uh, the same with the IRA. I support, in theory, what the IRA stood for in its inception. I don't support how they got into killing innocent people in order to make their point. Uh, you don't do that. And Why, so, our own uh, government does it. What are you talking about? I know. Uh, do we officially claim that? Though? You don't hear our government say, we went out and we're bombing innocent people. You know, something that happened, I know, like in Israel, when they were bombing the Palestinians who were bombing them, mm -hmm. just a couple of years ago, they would send a day ahead of time. They would send out an airplane dropping leaflets saying, we are going to bomb the shit out of this area. If you are a woman, women, children, innocent, it's, we suggest you get out because we're taking out a facility. 
And of course, you'd think, well, then that gives the PLO the time to move their stuff out. Well, that was observed as well. So, but this is when we saw the PLO using Hamas, using people as human shields. Right, right. They wouldn't let them go. It's a no-win so, situation. So you 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 got to warn your enemy before you blow his ass up, uh, which allows your enemy to escape. But if you didn't do it like that, then you're going to have these world psychopaths just because the enemy plays different than what we do. Uh, they go right. into the churches, they go into the schools, they go where there's children, and it puts us in a predicament that the only way we can take these enemies out is by having casualties. And and yeah. and I'm not saying that cold-blooded because I don't want, and it, we always say this all the time, the most, the, the, the people that lose all the time in these conflicts are the innocent people trying to get out of this situation. And it's yes. horrifying. And it's horrifying that there are groups of psychopaths out there that are willing to have their own people killed for some biblical cause or justification. And, and they all need to seriously just go for a walk or some shit, you know? Right, right. All right. Good. Good conversation, Roberts. Good conversation. <laughs> I have to tell you, this is one of the points that yesterday that Isaac Scranton brought up. That's right. Me. We got three minutes. Give everybody brought, an update. All I'm going to say is he brought up that point about um, uh, uh, bombing people and so on and stuff like that. And and he, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the exact linkage to what we were just talking about, but uh, he was way off on that. Uh, he was way off on the mark. Um, I can't think of what exactly it is I want to address. So I'm going to move on so I don't waste the last minute. All I will say is that I have challenged Isaac Scranton to a public debate done right here on the radio, produced by Rocky. Hell yeah, produced by um, the meatball. What's up? And do you want to hear what his response was when I asked him? He said this. Let's see. When you disavow the man they're cheering for, the rhetoric they use, the ideas they stand behind, such as standing against racism itself, race is itself racist to white people, and the policies they applaud, I'll buy that you're ready to have a reasonable conversation. The more you double down, the more you publicly demonstrate the impossibility of that happening. And I said, that's going to be the topic of the debate. So there you go. I, I call him out. I challenge him to a debate on these topics where there's no use of memes, oh. no use of emojis, Ooh. no use of linking articles instead of saying your piece, uh, where attack must be substantive. Um, uh, emojis are not substantive. I've never seen him in any debate you've had with him post anything with substance. He literally either decharacterizes you, name calls you, posts memes, or posts articles. Um, that is... Right. So, so I don't know if he could even withstand. I don't know. Maybe he'll impress us. Maybe he'll come I with think some that's logical why he sense. Is, that's why he's refused to so far to do a debate. He won't even respond to me until that post. You disavow everything you you uh, stand for, and uh, and I'll debate with you. What a piece! And uh, and of course he houses it in in the racism. You disavow the racism that you abide by by supporting Trump. And I say, look, that's what the debate's about whether or not you are even accurate to say that that's what we're doing. Dude, see if you'll come on tomorrow, bro. Yeah. I told him we could do it as soon as you want. Yeah. Tell him be here tomorrow. We got, we'll do yeah. it. We'll do it. I'll keep shit civil because we're men of peace, bro. There you go. Oh, that'll be tough for me. That'll be tough for me. Um, I know. Anyway, so Scotty, we got about a minute and a half left here. Let everybody know how they can follow the big freaking cannoli. What's up? 
you can follow the big frickin' cannoli the same <laughs> way you follow the big juicy meatball. Oh, juicy. You go over to streamingtalkradio.com. You can find all my links linked up there. Uh, you just click on my picture, I think it is, Rocky. He's been revamping the site. Yeah, yeah I have. Pick up my picture. I, I think it's the one with the hat and the cigar. Yeah, I like that one better than the non-hat one. Yeah. All right. You click on that picture. It brings up all my stuff. It looks uh, You can go shit. over here to Mr. Scotty Roberts to see all my YouTube stuff or over to uh, my website, which you're going to find linked up over at Streaming Talk Radio, the one-stop shop for everything Meatball Army and Scotty Roberts. And oh, yeah, one-stop shop. And we have a full list of, well, it's not the full list, but the, we have a whole bundle of different sites that you can listen. So whatever your whatever your your juice is, what you listen to, whether it be iHeartRadio, whether it be uh, Pandora, whether it be uh, iTunes, whatever it may be, we have a whole list of different sites where you can listen to the podcast. But on the top of the website, on top of when you go there where it shows all the podcast links, there is a link there that says sign up by email. And all you need to do is send your email address. It's not spam. Just send your email address, click send, and every time a new episode is published, you will get an email. And when you click on it, no matter what device you use, it don't matter. It automatically, intelligently starts playing from the device uh, based off the phone or computer that you're using. StreamingTalkRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the bottom of the hour. Thank you all so much for being here. We love the hell out of you. We appreciate the hell out of you. Rule number one, don't take shit from nobody. Good night, everybody. And live long and prosper. 